0: Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com slash biggest problems and use the promo code biggest problems for $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe, from best-of shows to no more shows. Oh. <laughs> with over 6.7 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox, with me Asterios, and Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Yep. Guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, that intro problem was not a joke, unfortunately. This is the final episode of The Biggest Problem.
1: Well, look, before we uh, we make this too somber, you've got another podcast coming down the pipe, right? That's true. Does it have a name yet? Have it you announced does. This? What, have it you, does. Do you want to announce
0: it now? No. I, I'm going to announce it in, I think, about probably next week or the week after. It's going to be a new launch, and I'm going to announce it on my website, the best page in the universe. All right. And on the Facebook page, the Facebook page for this show and the facebook page for my maddox stuff uh you know, you'll you'll hear about it guys it'll be on twitter it'll be on periscope vine
1: instagram Everything. pinterest snapchat you're gonna snap it out gonna get a special filter just for this
0: no so this uh the show is ending uh two weeks ago when we took a break that was not the intention uh we fully intended to come back but uh the show has run its course and uh you know we've uh, we've I think we've solved it. We found the big list of problems. We got every single problem in the universe. Yeah. We have every problem ranked. And without further ado, the biggest problem in the universe is anti-vaxxers.
1: God damn it.
0: Wow. Good problem. Well, uh, you know, that we have to cover all the problems in the universe on this show. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, just I'd like to go over the top ten. All right, let's hear it. We might as well, right? Yeah. Let's go over the top ten problems here. Uh, since the show's conclusion, we have, you know, conducted this experiment, and you guys have dutifully voted week after week. Number two, female genital mutilation. Number three, social justice warriors. Number four, slacktivists. If you don't remember, that is uh, people who are slacker activists. Uh-huh. You know, hashtag activists. Yeah, that? yeah, whatever. Uh, militarized police is number five, followed by engineering sexism, then conspiracy dipshits. Armchair psychologists is number eight. Number nine is hunger, and number ten, the only problem to make the top ten that was a guest's is outrage porn.
1: that was uh that was was Ryan holidays that guy was so great like you I hope you have him on the new show because I I remember like I hadn't even thought about all this clickbait outrage bullshit in the way I did until he came on and like that is sort of like that problem has like shaped the way I look at the internet now you know it's just like there's so many headlines I just won't click like those headlines recently about Captain America being like a Hydra agent or whatever, I was like, this is outrage porn. I'm not fucking clicking on this. They're not going to yeah. get my. They're not getting my money. No, you know what I mean.
0: And more than that, too, I found that the new way to combat clickbait on Facebook is to simply click on the comments, and usually somebody, like people are privy to this now, yeah. they will just, they will just spoil the headline in the comment section. Like uh, NPR even did some clickbait recently, where they said that there was um, this cup that they found with a false compartment in it, you know, an old Jewish cup or something, an old Nazi cup, and there was a false compartment, and you won't believe what was found inside. (laughs) You won't believe what was found inside. So I just clicked on the comments. First comment says it was a little bit of jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit of jewelry. And and that's the way to combat clickbait these days, guys. Uh, Just look at the first comment, first couple comments, and usually someone will spoil it. And if if they don't, you be that person. Yeah. Jump on that grenade, guys. Yeah. Yeah
1: And let me say two things about that There's a Twitter account called I think it's called Save you a click Yeah Where they will take a picture Of a clickbait headline And then just say like It's about this I love that (laughs) Yeah it's great It's like you don't even You don't have to click on anything It's just like thanks Twitter Like that's the That's how I read the Huffington Post now Yeah Because like I don't want to give those guys my traffic The way I read it is to not Yeah exactly There you go I read something else
0: Anytime there's a Huffington Post headline You just copy and paste that into Google And find another new news outlet that's covering it that's yep. because huffington post it doesn't do original journalism no, rarely do they aggregation yeah it's aggregation so yeah. ju- just go to the original source don't give them your money yeah. don't give them your clicks they haven't earned it um guys so the rounding out the bottom we should also talk about the lowest ranked problems okay. on the list right this sure. is the big list so we have 105 episodes not counting the best ofs and 108 if you do uh either way I mean, you know, you have at least a live intro. And <laughs> <laughs> the lowest ranked problems on this list, the very bottom is Tesla with negative, as of this recording, negative 5,241 votes, followed by Maddox. Not a problem at all, guys. I'm actually a solution. There you go. Uh-huh. And well, you're uh, not as big a problem as Tesla.
1: Not or as we're not as small a problem as Tesla. Guys, I <laughs> know uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Then we that's have fr- all
1: I have to say about. Then that. Then we have French fries, which you idiots voted down into oblivion. Yeah, because they're fucking delicious. They're right. fucking boring, and y- that's just you trying to find something to be mad about. Yeah, that no, it's weak. not. I'm You're so really tired of fries. give a shit about French fries. Yes, everybody hates them. I got an email
0: the other day, just the other day too. Someone's like, "Hey man, I really wish you would have spent more time on French fries and did a better job debating it." Fuck you, Maddox. So you found and- another hipster.
1: Another <laughs> <food> hipster. <laughs>
0: I'm you're a hipster boring. about french fries I, Do you really need to eat another french fry in your life, Sean? Yes No, you don't All They can the be time. so varied
1: and delicious Oh, oh yeah, real varied It's is delicious poutine's, no, I'm, I'm a not meal, poutine's
0: a meal, buddy Disco That's fries
1: are great No uh, Then we
0: have <laughs> Missing Your Fantasy Football Draft And so those are the bottom four And then the most controversial problem on this podcast still, I think, uh-huh. to date yep. With, with uh, zero votes is burlesque dancers Yep I did it zero. Bo- I did. it. I'm proud. For, so I don't know why I'm proud, but I am. Yeah, that has been the most controversial because it, any any problem that has consistently hovered around zero, which means it's gotten an equal amount of up and
1: down votes. Right, and and honestly, you've probably got access to the analytics. I think it's thousands in each direction. It is. I mean, it's we'll a lot. That. Yeah,
2: boisterous coconuts—the complete (laughs) non-factor.
1: A fart in the wind. Boisterous coconuts. Look, and honestly, on these debate podcasts, like nobody ever changes their mind. You know, no one will ever get you to change your mind about French fries, and that's sad in a way. You're a sad old man. But when it comes (laughs) to uh, burlesque, I went to a burlesque show. I loved it. I I get it. I like burlesque shows now.
2: Change your opinion.
1: I, I did. Now, if somebody gave me $100 and said you go to a burlesque show or a strip club, well, I'm going to go to the strip club. But burlesque, it's a nice, safe, fun way. You bring your girlfriend along. She sees some dancing. Uh, Star Wars universe. Uh, got sexy Jar Jar. Whatever the fuck. And you go home and you have a good time. That's where you go, sexy Jar Jar? I don't know. Sexy uh really, really sexy
2: seen Captain it. Panaka. Well, it sure sells burlesque shows to me. <laughs> no, I've seen I went to a I Star can't Wars. Wait.
0: I went to a Star Wars themed burlesque show one time, uh-huh. and it was it was equal parts geeky and really hot. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. yeah. They had a sexy stormtrooper and a sexy Darth Vader. Uh, and a sexy Yoda, um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> which is just an oxymoron, or no? That it's just redundant. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yoda. Um, okay, guys. Uh, also, we should just talk about the biggest uh, solutions, right? Yeah, we did of 18, 18 of those, eighteen biggest solutions, and here's the top ten of those. Number one on the biggest solution in the universe is nuclear power, followed by critical thinking, <laughs> uh huh, then kicking ass, then meat. Genetic engineering is number five. And number six is income-based fines. Really good solution, guys. Then euthanasia. Not the young kids in the continent. And then refrigeration, (laughs) followed by soap at number nine. And then number 10 is free birth control. Those are the biggest solutions, guys. A lot of good ones in there. Yeah, Yeah, actually. It's hard to argue with free birth control. Surprisingly. And then the lowest lowest ranking, biggest solutions. Dead last is the Apple Watch. Garbage, Garbage, which has dragged that company's stock profile down, stock portfolio. How's it? Yeah. Then surge pricing, uh, dumb people, and then riots, and then iTunes, guys. Why did you vote down iTunes? I thought iTunes was a great solution.
1: It Uh, teaches you patience.
0: Yeah. Have you read
1: that? Did you read that New York Times article about how poorly run iTunes podcasting department is? Oh, yeah. How it's one dude? Yeah. (laughs) Because Apple can't make any money off of podcasts. 'Cause it's like, you know, you download them for free, upload them for free. When you sell ads, you know, for example, I mean, well, Harry's wouldn't have to pay you guys to advertise for them. They're such a great product. Right. You know? But like uh Apple doesn't get a cut of that. So Apple's podcasting department is one dude, and you have to hope that one dude likes your show. Cause if he doesn't, you will not get on the front page, you will not get any exposure.
0: Wow. That so so talk about uh politics. It's just one guy.
1: Yeah. Literally, one guy can decide, and there are podcasters that make millions and millions of dollars a year, you know, your Mark Marons and shit like that. So it's like, you know, when it comes to a small businessman like Maddox over here, unless he can find out this guy's name and suck up to him, send him a, a Christmas ham or some shit, you know, this new podcast may not be on the front page.
0: Yeah, that sucks. Well, uh, there's a lot of money that they are losing out on because uh, there are ways to monetize podcasts. And today's episode, Ah! (laughs) speaking of monetizing podcasts, but uh, before we get to that, actually, guys, we should just, um, just, I want to say thanks to all the guests who've been on the show uh, over the years. This has been a fantastic run, uh, 104 consecutive episodes, not a single break. I have not taken a single vacation the entire time this podcast has been on the air, and I have edited almost every single episode. Uh, hundred and three, I believe, hundred and three out of one hundred and four episodes, I edited, and Sean as well. Sean and I do all the editing on this podcast. Over um, seven
1: million downloads as yeah. of this date, which is gigantic. Six
0: point seven so pretty close. I'll, oh. I'll say that's I'll say that. Seven. We'll yeah. get there. Over
1: yeah. six and a half million, exactly. Look, I for for a long time, I wrote for another podcast, and I got paid a I got paid a, a very small salary to do it. I think the most they ever got was like a million, and they'd been around for like six or seven years. So the idea that like that you, you know, you put this thing on your back, you got the Maddox fans out there, and you got almost seven million downloads in two years is incredible.
2: Thanks, buddy. So, Asterios, you came over to a more successful podcast and then wrote for free.
0: <laughs>
1: I see the I
2: business said, model. Yeah. Pretty good business yeah. model.
0: You don't pay your contributors. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, on look, that note, nobody's nobody's
2: retiring off this. I promise. No, you.
0: nobody. We're not making a ton of money here, but uh, here is what I, what I will say, uh, guys, about this podcast, and I am super proud of this. Okay, most podcasts, like we were joking around, but we actually have you paid you a. Series. Of course, yeah, yeah, look, we paid I, you for for a number of. Uh, I was
1: going to pivot. I was honestly going to pivot right to that. There isn't. There's not a single one of you know those audio clips I used to do, and I've just gotten crazy busy. I mean, yeah. because like. I want those audio clips to be good. So I would spend eight or 10 hours on like those little two minutes of audio. Like I would do so much research, so much rewriting and like, uh, and it's just with my day job, with my advertising gig, it's just, I I don't have the time, but like, I always got paid right away. Like I never had to chase you guys down for it. And as a comedian, that's what you have to do. Like yeah. most of the work in being an artist is getting the guy who told you he'd pay you to actually send you the money. Yeah. I mean, you know that. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: tough. It's tough to get paid in this industry. Yeah. And I, I take pride that we have paid uh, I think pretty much everyone we've worked with on this podcast the, as, the, as a the regular contributor. Yeah, the transcribers, Lori and Megan, thank you guys so much for doing such a kick-ass job. Those those ladies pour their hearts into those transcriptions. And if you guys haven't read them, if you think that They're it's so just— They're so funny. Yeah, they do. They actually add a lot to yeah. the conversation because sometimes they'll interpret the way we said things, and they'll put in parentheses, like little parentheticals that say snarkily or <laughs> giggling or some other, you know, some snide little remarks. I, I see those ladies. I know what you guys are doing. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's it, it's super funny It's a lot of fun to watch And it's been very helpful Because anytime I've had to look up old clips of the show yeah. I just search the website And I find the exact location that we said it in the episode Super, super helpful, guys uh, Very interesting Thank you from the bottom of our hearts uh, Lorraine Megan, fantastic Everyone who's worked on the thumbnails You guys did the a kick-ass crew job The is huge Oh my gosh, There's yeah. a
1: lot And and like, God, some of those thumbnails There are thumbnails of you, Manics, Where it just looks like a beautiful renaissance painting yeah of you like as a king or as a this or mm-hmm. as a that it's just like the oh, that stuff is so they gorgeous. pour their
0: hearts into it and yeah we've uh, and then even on the live episodes every we hired writers yeah uh, special thanks to Lindsay k Ty, uh esterios you were one of the writers yeah uh who else nathan buckley Nathan Buckley, I believe, and uh, there was one other person. Yeah, um,
1: Justine Barron.
0: Oh, Justine Barron, that's right. Yeah, Justine yeah. Barron. Yeah. So uh thank you to everyone who who helped, and I'm sure I'm sure there's a ton of names I'm I'm forgetting right Justin now. Justin
1: Donaldson directed Justin the Justin Donaldson, live fantastic. Yeah, yeah, one of my
0: good friends, Justin Donaldson. Thank you. One of my uh,
1: favorite people in the world, Justin. I love him.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Fuck it. It's the last episode. I'll even say thanks to Tim Chang's. Wow, that's big of you. I don't for, know for, you anymore. For, be, yeah. for being a Lyft driver, and that's it. And he's not a DJ. <laughs> I will go down. No, he's not a DJ. Uh, and a lot of people have speculated on whether or not Tim Changs would have a show on the new podcast network. Yeah. And I will say no comment.
1: Oh. <gasps> no comment Whoa, non-news yeah. news now who's a clickbait journalist <laughs> all
0: right
2: so hey guys
1: that you know that's fair
0: that's fair Asterios. i want whoever finds out the answer first to yeah. comment on this when i make the announcement comment mm-hmm. and spoil it for everyone else i uh, you know what i deserve that <laughs> i deserve that at this point it's the least they can do it's the it's Literally. the absolute for least you. they can do sean yeah, yeah. uh and thanks uh, thanks to sean for always showing up and soldiering on and uh uh, not deleting most of the episodes. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, it, couldn't let it go. Couldn't let it go. It's the last episode, Sean. Hopefully, this makes it. I mean, this will be this will be really weird if we go out with <laughs> with no deletion oh, no. joke. Uh, well, or uh, you know, a deleted episode that would be pretty weird. Still
1: early do. in the game. I may uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I may accidentally slip. Yeah. Ooh, I want to thank uh, Peach Saliva. She's uh, a co writer of mine. She's a YouTube comedian. She's really funny. Uh she does this incredible periscope show where she reads bad fan fiction. And actually me and her recorded a comedy bit that we've just never got around to airing on the show. So it I mean this might be a good time just on the way out just you know th- throw it in with the rest of the best of stuff.
0: Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be on this uh, this episode. And guys, pay attention, listen all the way to the end of this episode. Yeah. Because there is a special treat a lot of people have asked for this. At the very end. At the very end uh, we are going out with the full song. That was made for the intro to this podcast by Brett Mann. Thank you, Brett Mann, for doing a fantastic job. Uh, it's one of my it's a it's a legit really cool song uh, all the way through, and it's so long. It's it's a really long song, and the whole thing holds up. The, it's so good. No, it's great. Uh, I've,
1: I'm one of the I'm one of the few people that has heard the whole song just because yeah. I remember the first time I heard it. I was like, you got to send me the MP3 of this. It's so cool. It's really cool. And uh, so now everybody's going to get it. And uh, I, you know, I guess before you throw to the uh, to the best of clips, I mean, uh, all the callers, anyone that's ever sent you guys a gift,
0: no, 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 really, there are definitely people I do not want their gifts. You don't, you don't <laughs> want to thank uh,
1: Weird Matthew McConaughey yeah, or Bono yeah, or we got a ca- any we, of. Them?
0: We got a lot of really good callers. You're right. Uh, we, you know, you guys added a lot to the show. I really appreciate that and. Uh guys, it's bittersweet and with a heavy heart that we do this. Uh I know a lot of people relied on the show. Uh
1: some in this room. Well, yeah. yeah i I talk every time I'm on the show, I'm like, look, whenever I'm not performing comedy, I'm dealing with my super depressing personal life. And so one of the great things is every Tuesday you get this show, shows up on your phone. You know, you know you got, you know you can like hang out with cool people for an hour or two. You go on the treadmill, you you go shopping, you go walk around. It's like you know, you got, like, your like your friends in your ear. And so, honestly, I mean, you know, I, and I don't know anything about the new podcast. Maddox is not telling me, I I may be a guest on it at some point. I don't know any, whatever. It's like, hopefully, these callers, these fans, you know, hopefully, like, they'll be a way for you to engage with them in the new show. I will say this.
0: I will say this, just as a little hint. Okay. Uh, many, many fans in the comments section have suggested this concept indirectly, and they didn't really intend to suggest it in the way that it's going to be. So because you're going to kill
1: yourself live on air?
0: That's that's it, serious you fuckface. I'm <laughs> going to kill myself <laughs> live on air, you hey. asshole. Couldn't just keep it positive. One fucking episode. <laughs> you have to shit all over me. uh but now no, I'll I'd, be cucked.
1: <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait to be
0: cucked on the new oh, show. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, guys, in fact, uh, if you listen closely to the best of episodes, yeah. the last two, Uh, in one of them there was a hint it is it is the concept for the new podcast and the new podcast network guys I will announce this I am doing a new show on the podcast network that is a podcast competition where two podcasts will go up against each other back to back for an entire month the listener votes on which podcast they like best and then the winner comes back the next month if anyone wins I think I'm gonna make it five times in a row if anyone wins five times in a row they get a permanent slot on the new network. Oh my God, that's fucking awesome. Thank you.
1: That's a great idea.
0: The cream rises
1: to the top. That's right. And the crap gets flushed.
0: Because I have received a lot of emails and messages on Facebook and Twitter and even YouTube. People are hitting me up on YouTube saying, hey, Maddox, I have a podcast idea. I want to do this. I want to do that. Guys, look, running a podcast takes a lot of work. It's not just coming in, recording, and going home for a week, right? That's what I, I mean it, it is for me, but well, not for you. Yeah. Well, you have it, to edit this thing. I have yeah. It, it takes three, three to four hours to edit each episode. And then doing the research takes me three to four hours. I bring in four or five pages of, of research every single, every single episode. Jokes, comments,
1: commentary. Yeah, I usually write my stuff like on the toilet. Yeah, I, I get here early, I go to the toilet. Yeah. And I go like, Oh, so, excuse me, I got I've got I've got the runs, and then I'm just quickly like, all right, what's up with Tom's shoes? What's wrong with Tom's shoes?
0: Well, so the reason I mention that is because a lot of people hear podcasts and the ones that you like, the ones that do well, yeah. they sound easy to make. Yeah. Right. The good the pros make it make it look easy. Yeah. Uh, it is not. And so when I get these pitches from people, I'm not saying no to anyone. I say, maybe. Let's see what you got. I'm, so, I'm genuinely curious because I think that there are some people out there who have some real talent. They don't know it yet. Not everyone. It's not. It doesn't just take an interesting point of view or just a funny opinion. Making a podcast is work. It's a lot of work. And if you guys don't put in that work, then the podcast won't survive. So we'll see. This will be really interesting to see not just the talent of the hosts of the new podcasts, but whether or not they can deliver because it takes a lot of work every week and commitment.
1: Yeah, look, it's not easy to get this shit out there. No. I mean, like, a lot of, for years and years, people have been like, stereos, when are you going to start a podcast? When are you going to do it? And it's just like, it's such a big commitment. It takes hours and hours of your week, and you got to meet up every week at the studio and your co-host and this and that, and all this crap, it's like, If you know anything about production, if you know anything about entertainment, you you can tell that a lot of work and a lot of love goes into this. Yeah. You know, it's not just like two assholes at their kitchen table yelling into SM57s about this Captain America Civil War. It's like, look, it's hard to do. And you did it. You're going to do it again. It's going to be great.
0: Well, look, guys, the future is bright. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming down the tube. The new network is launching soon. The new podcast is launching soon. We're not going to leave you hanging. You're going to have something to listen to every week. And it's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. Sean, uh, any other final words for the uh, final episode? Yeah, I just wanted to say a sincere thanks to all the fans. When I started this,
2: I had no idea how much fun and how fulfilling it would be. And it still cracks me up that I'm known on the internet in a small way for anything. That that blows my mind. It's nothing that I've ever seeked out, and I love it. I've interacted with so many cool fans and got amazing emails. And I guess look at the end of the show this way. The show is not ending. It's just being deleted by me in perpetuity.
1: Bravo, Sean. I don't I don't think we're gonna top that. Why don't no. we get to some clips?
0: Let's do it. Guys, thanks for listening. Enjoy the final episode. I hope you guys enjoy these clips. And uh stay tuned till the end of the episode. We have that treat. So enjoy. Yeah.
3: Problem number one could be how fucking hot it is in this room right now.
0: It is pretty hot, yeah. We turn off the AC during the recording. Look at him. He's, he's covered in sweat. Yeah. yeah, but that's like but that's partially anger sweat. Yeah, uh, it's very much anger It's also sweat. mostly
3: booze. <laughs> it's a lot of booze.
0: <laughs> it just there's this like sweaty whiskey smell in the room. Yeah.
3: Well, okay. So what I thought I would talk about is something. This is what my first book is about, which is just how bullshit and corrupt and terrible the online media space is. Yes. Um. And I think you and I have a lot of agreement about this. Your stuff on BuzzFeed has been awesome. Your shit about um. Cause, so a ri- people. So your stuff on BuzzFeed. Sorry. Is what. What do, you, what do you like about his stuff on BuzzFeed? Well, BuzzFeed is one of the worst journalism outfits to ever exist. It started purely to troll our Facebook feeds. It was a way of selling sort of cute nostalgia and pirated content, essentially, yeah. that has now raised, what, $100 million in venture capital funding? More, more. They just got a new round of funding. Yeah, too. like another $50 million. Yeah. And at the same time, did you hear they had to delete 5,000 of their own articles because they don't even meet BuzzFeed's incredibly low standards? Wow, that's that's amazing. That's like... Uh Uh, people going through their Twitter account deleting tweets because they didn't meet the tweet. I mean, first off that you would have 5,000 articles and you're only like a couple years old is like kind of says something. And then that you would have 5,000 that don't meet your standards is like appall, is appalling. The
0: standards of BuzzFeed.
3: Right, right. So five, BuzzFeed wrote 5,000 articles that even BuzzFeed thinks sucks. And they tried to delete them sneakily so people wouldn't see. Uh And of course people caught them. Sure. Um, so And what else have you written about BuzzFeed? Oh, you, you did that great thing about ABC News with the Robin Williams thing? Yeah. Which then everyone on the internet ripped off. So yeah. sort of the, the, the thesis of my first book is the economics of creating content online have sort of totally corrupted and taken over news and media in general. So it's, it's what people are chattering about online that drives the offline media um, – the offline media conversation the 24/7 media cycle mm-hmm. that is all driven by the economics of the internet and the economics of the internet are essentially a million blogs trying to be heard over a million other blogs yeah. and so ev- and within that every mo- the majority of bloggers at these places like at BuzzFeed at Gawker they're paid on the page view right they're paid or their pay is somehow tied to how much traffic their their articles do on a monthly basis right. which essentially makes everything that they publish a conflict of interest in one way or another, right? It's like right. they could write the story the truthful way or they could write it the way that gets them the most mm-hmm. traffic. And this is a force that's sort of acting on the information that all of us get as a society and it creates this weird feedback loop where we're yeah. acting on shit that some 20-year-old college grad from Sarah Lawrence churns out at a basically New York sweatshop for content. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's on...
0: Uh, by the way, thank you so much for, for very eloquently... Uh, spelling that out, uh, so so creating this—it's almost like a race to the bottom with these with these click headlines, and that's why I, I feel like on my own website, when I don't have any ads on my website, it's always been that that right. kind of platform. We—I don't really care if you click or not, right? People people. I lose fans all the time. They send me emails like, hey, Maddox, I've been a fan for 10 years. Your last article sucked. You've really gone downhill. Uh, I'm going to stop reading, and I always write back. I say, adios, dipshit. <laughs> <You're not laughs> I bet they keep me. reading. Yeah, of course they, they keep want reading. want
3: attention so bad. Yeah, of course they're going to keep reading because what else, what else is out there? BuzzFeed? Well, it's like, look, you ultimately monetize your content in a way that creates good incentives. By You sell stuff to people who willingly buy it, right? Like right. You sell T-shirts, yeah. you sell, uh, what else do you sell? Um, uh, t-shirts, stickers, posters, books, right. books you sell comics, stuff. yeah. And so that creates a, a a relationship of reciprocal value between you and your fans. You're not trying to generate a bunch of traffic to create a graph that makes it look like traffic is going through the roof, so then you can turn around and sell your crappy company to Time Warner or uh, right. or AOL. You know, and then all of a sudden they've got this sort of dot on their head. That's what, these companies aren't trying to become sustainable businesses. They are, like, essentially Ponzi schemes. That it's they're a cash grab. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's all it is. So Dick last week brought in a problem. He was talking
0: about Jennifer's, the, yeah. the celebrity leaks, right? So Jennifer all Lawrence's is, tits. Say okay, the whole thing if Dick, you're going to bring in my problems thank you. that I brought in and researched.
3: <laughs> not you.
0: Thank you for researching, going through the effort of looking at all the pictures. Yeah,
3: that must have been hard for you. <laughs> yeah, it must have been real no, hard. No,
0: I was not hard, that was part of the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dick wasn't turned on enough. So so here's the, here's the thing. All these companies Gawker, Huffington Post, they all wrote these and even you said uh Forbes, right Dick? They, they yeah. wrote these. They, they wrote these big screeds about how awful everybody is for yeah. looking at these pictures because and then and then the, there was some uh, charity organization that even turned down money mm-hmm. from redditors who who somehow like profited from uh, from this survey. Right. Even now, Wired magazine came out with an article saying that Reddit paid for X number of months of hosting right. through the scandal. Right. Right. But. They're also profiting. These people who totally. are who are reporting about even just saying don't look at the pictures, you're still profiting as long as you run ads on your website.
4: Well, let me ask you this, Ryan, because my, uh, my thinking is, and I'll say it first and then give my example, uh, when has it been any different? Because you said online specifically. Do you think it was different? Do you think that online media has affected the offline media in such a way as to change, as to cause this problem? Specifically because yesterday... I'm sitting in this restaurant, throwing back a couple beers, and I'm watching Anderson Cooper on mute uh, slam Ray Rice over and over while they play the slow-mo of him (laughs) punching his fiance over and over and over. I'm like, you guys are just making money off this awful video all
3: afternoon. Yeah. That's all I'm seeing here. Yeah, so what I talk about in the book is is if you look at the history of media— um, if you go back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, <clears throat> media is mostly sold not by subscriptions. It's, it's newspapers printed every day. And the whole idea of extra, extra, read all about it, right, is comes from newsboys shouting at the corner trying to get you to buy this paper versus that paper. And that intense competition, rather than like, hey, I'm a New York Times man, it gets delivered to me on my doorstep, which is sort of what ensued later, is what creates the yellow journalism scandals of that period, right? So, Fatty Arbuckle, the famous movie star is crushed by this sort of fake rape fake rape allegations in New York or in Los Angeles. Uh, the spanish american war is is largely driven by sensational media coverage. so but the New York Times emerges in that period as a uh, as a contrast to all that. Like the slogan, "All the news that's fit to print is a statement against that kind of crappy journalism. Um, and so, like, like when you look at the Pentagon Papers, when the Pentagon Papers leak, the New York Times story is, like, interesting archive of, uh, of documents related to the Vietnam War surfaces. It's, like, this super low-key st- headline for what was a world-changing bombshell. Right. Because the New York Times has x million number of subscribers at this time they don't need to be sensational and ridiculous now you know jezebel or or gawker gets some tiny leak about whatever and it's you know an all caps headline screaming about how this is like the worst thing that ever happened and so i like to sort of contrast those two things i think it's interesting you're talking about cnn well who broke that story TMZ Sports breaks the, mm. the and uh, Ray Rice video. they put their
4: watermark sure. over the video. I'm like, are you guys fucking kidding me? You've got a video of a gigantic violent man beating a woman unmercifully, and you put your watermark on it?
3: Did <laughs> yeah. nobody
4: pause and say, wait a minute, I don't think this is appropriate. Yeah. Like, I didn't even want to see the video uh, after like a dozen times. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, Twelve it's, was <laughs> enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and okay. that's, when I'm saying it's inappropriate, you fucked up. Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Dick, uh, Dick is pretty much. So, at what point? Like, look at look at what they're essentially doing. They're saying they're they've created a universe right. where, or we have, I guess, where associating your brand with a man punching a woman in the face is a positive thing. Positive.
3: Yeah. Sure. Well, it, and it's what's crazy is the way in which these media outlets now sort of dominate everything we're talking about. So it like with the with the celebrity nude scandal, right? Like for the last few years. Celebrity scandals have been leaking all the time, right? Like Scarlett Johansson photos, whatever. None of these people have problem leaking the photos if it's one celebrity. And then... Uh, like the Hulk Hogan tape, like Gawker went to court to yeah. defend their right to to mock and post a video of Hulk Hogan having sex. And they actively told their their viewers to read it, to yeah, watch the video. Right, right. yeah, And, and then, laugh. And then 25 celebrities get hacked and they realize it's sort of beyond the pale. And now all of a sudden they're admonishing us for daring to lick, look at these photos. Like, yeah. like we're the perverts. Like they, haven't, like they didn't create the fucking market for this shit, create billion dollar brands or multi-million dollar brands off the back of it and then when, when Perez Hilton can't get first to the story, now all of a sudden he's like, oh, I won't post these. It's like, dude, you posted underage upskirt photos of Miley Cyrus, like, Three or four years ago, and you had no problem, but then this one breaks on Imager and Reddit, and all of a sudden you want to talk about how evil and and corrupt and perverted it is. Mm-hmm. They're the worst. Yeah, it's a- exactly. That's that's actually what what, what were we going to say? Dan? I was
4: going to say that th- that's
0: pretty much what I meant to say last <laughs> week. All of that stuff. All <laughs> of oh, that stuff. Yeah, 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 inst- yeah. Instead of the all the victim blaming, huh? That was—Dick's argument was like, well, they shouldn't have the pictures. I'm like, yeah, but when people's bank accounts get compromised, you don't say they shouldn't have bank accounts. Like, <laughs> people are allowed to have property. I keep it's, all my money in whiskey. should be able to
3: take naked photos yeah. of
0: themselves. Yeah, you should be able to do whatever you want. Right. You uh, can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, your shit got hacked. Boohoo. Yeah, yeah, but look, I don't think that having having a weak password is any excuse to say, well, it's, it's their fault. And who knows if they had a weak password or they just exploit a shitty iCloud, which is super shitty anyway. But hey, I don't want to get on an Apple rant because that's coming.
4: Okay. Uh, but, Ryan, I want to ask you. Literally for him, that's coming, mm. an Apple rant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, oh, I've had a heyday this week with the iPhone 6 announcement. Um, so— Ryan, I want to ask you in your in your uh, book. Trust me, I'm lying. Yeah. Uh, is there is there some way uh, is there some uh, particularly egregious way that they are uh, manipulating uh, media, be it be it traditional or online, like to get their to
3: get these clicks? Well, so the the book is about like stunts that I've pulled with online media. So right. like with the book, one of the things that I did was I went. Up, there's this service called Help a Reporter Out. Where basically lazy journalists go, like, hey, I need a source about uh, like uh, almond farming, and then like some almond go almond farm almond farmer goes, oh, like, let me be your source, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's basically like Craigslist for lazy journalists. So one of the stunts I did for the book to promote it is that I just went on and I pretended to be an expert about literally anything for like six months. And then it got so easy, I just had, I paid my assistant to pretend to be me and do it for me. Like I did this under my real name, having announced and gotten a ton of press for writing a book about media manipulation. Wow. I was quoted in uh, ABC News, Good Morning America, Yahoo, Um, uh, I was on 2020, um, and then the New York Times. I was an expert in the New York Times about vinyl records, and I know literally nothing about vinyl records. I mean, I'm 27 years old. Do you remember some of your fucking record? yeah, I was like an expert about boat winterization, like how to prepare <laughs> your boat for, like, the coming winter for this like Canadian newspaper. So I pretended to be this source for like months and months, and then I revealed it when the book came out, and everyone's like, "Oh, you lied. How are they supposed to know? It's like, um, maybe if you want to know about vinyl records, you call a record store yeah. or a record label. You don't troll for sources from random fucking people on the internet. Right. I mean, the slogan for this website is no such thing as free publicity there is with Haro. And so like this is th- like this is how your sausage gets made, right? Wow. And that so that's what I sort of talk about in the book is the way in which these these places Create this content, which then your average reader thinks is... Re- like, you think yeah. if you're reading and you see a quoted expert in the New York Times. They must have some credentials. They're not just a random guy pretending to know about vinyl records based on what he Googled three seconds before he emailed this reporter. You would hope, yes. Yeah, you would hope. Yeah. That's the paper of record in the United States. Yeah. And here I am quoted. And the New York Times does not, even, even after this, does not ban... It's reporters from using this service. I th- that's I, I heard a long time ago that so this this happens everywhere
0: in print. Yeah. I heard the New York Times was particularly good about it. They they vetted their sources sure. and checked it up. So I guess not. Of course not.
3: Why would they? They have to they have to create more content to compete with all these blogs. Like wow. everyone is competing for a, a finite amount of eyeballs, right? And so they're pay- Like this guy who did this for the New York Times was a freelancer, just phoning in articles he He knows what he wants to say, so he asks for a source to tell him what he wants to hear and I raise my hand and then there I am, and my parents are like, "Hey, we saw you in the New York Times today." Mm-hmm. We didn't know you were a vinyl record fan. <laughs> yeah, you, Apparently you didn't either. Right. No, I wasn't. I learned what LP stood for in the <laughs> article that I was quoted in. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. I, I love how the criticism of, of that was that,
0: oh, you lied to these yeah, outfits. I, how like, are they supposed I was to know? I was the problem. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe because they're journalists and it's right. their job to know. It's their job to find out. Just Google somebody. It just takes five seconds and find right. out whether they're full of shit or not. Totally. Yeah. Or, that's, uh, or that's maybe do
3: more than, you know, just talk to your sources via email.
0: Yeah, you know, when I was working, when I was writing The Alphabet of Manliness, I worked with a couple of different publicists, and that's when I started to notice this thing happening. Yeah. So someone came out to my apartment in Utah, and they did an, an interview with me from the Associated Press. And that one AP piece got picked up in so many different publications, because some of them the publisher would pay for, some of them they were genuinely covering this right. trend or whatever. But uh, that that's when I started to notice this on my radar, that all these pieces started to come up around the same time. Time, and it's usually driven by some publicist firm, public, uh, publicist firm, or marketing firm, and right. they're trying to get that. So, anytime you notice on Google News, Google News is my favorite uh, news portal because I can see how all the different media outlets cover the same headline. Yeah, and I like to see those because sometimes you'll see that six stories drop about something, the same exact time, about
3: coffee or milk or whatever. I guarantee there's a lobby behind them. Yeah, or you see, okay, so X happened, and this is where I, I came to this. Like working as a publicist for a lot of clients, it's like you would see something objectively happen, right? Like a lawsuit gets filed or a store opens or, you know, something, you launch a new campaign, blah, blah, blah. And then you would see like one person cover it. And then you would see all those different outlets cover the same thing. Yeah. And you would see how, as the headlines come in, they get more interesting as, as they have to compete with the ones that come before it. Right. So it's like on, on Google news, it's like the first person. It's like, Hey, you know, like blah, blah, blah happened. And then it's like, world's craziest blah 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 happens. And then mm-hmm. and like they're having because they all they know that if you're the most clickable headline on Google News, the algorithm is going to favor you. It's right. the same thing like, like what does Upworthy do? They know that like we've got to get lots of shares on social media, like on Facebook, right? So they just see what does well in the in on the Facebook feed. They know how that algorithm works. Mm-hmm. And then they create this syrupy artificial bullshit content about, you know, like a you think this preacher is gonna, you know, talk about people uh, who are gay in a bad way, but what do you know? He's actually really open-minded, and then we're like, oh, I love this, and it's yeah. like blowing up. Or like, check out this kitten, you know, eating snacks, and it just blo- like you see it—the whole thing <laughs> blow up because they know exactly how to play to our instincts to get us to click on things.
0: It's almost like they're they're they've built in a twist ending for every single headline. Yeah. Like,
3: but you didn't yeah. see this coming. Yeah. Right. Because they know, like there's this crazy study. Uh, somebody actually did it of the New York Times. I think there's like, um, what's his name? Jonah Berger. He studied like 7,000 articles mm-hmm. that made the most viral, the the most um, shared list of the New York Times. Right. The number one predictor, well, the, the biggest predictor is the valence of emotion it makes you feel. So like extreme happiness is better than like uh, sort of sad, right? Mm-hmm. Or like extreme uh, humor is better than like, moderate rage and it turns out also anger is like the most high valence emotion so like articles that make people angry get shared more so you don't think like writers who are sitting there with page view quotas are going to try to websites. People off. <laughs> right
4: <laughs> dr phil's fat ass made more money off of people angry than me than i ever have
0: or will yeah that's true actually yeah it, cra- it crashed your website too when you're on dr it phil it melted the server <laughs> <laughs> just a big lead block. Yeah,
4: they used me for like 80% of the VO uh-huh. on that fucking episode. All the commercials, every single commercial was me me me
0: me 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 me. So, with these with these clickbait websites too. So, they get people in and it's uh, there's there's actually this new I don't even know what to call it. It's a new genre of website. So, it's not news satire like The Onion and yeah. The Daily Current, and
3: it's not quite news, it's just lies. Right, just fake things that they know people kind of want to be true or desperately don't want to be true. Right. And then they post it and they know 50% of the population will not know that it's fake and share it and then all their friends will be like you're such an idiot what are you doing and then that creates mm-hmm. like a back and forth that's good for them
0: and it's still going to create people clicking and they're they're right. getting that click
3: stream well it's it's sort of like arbitrage right it's like whatever we have to do to get people to click this thing and yeah. then we immediately sell it via an ad exchange for advertising dollars right and then we profit like it's not like they're trying to build a brand that people trust that's not the model they're not trying to sell t-shirts and books you're the customer that they're selling. Like right. they are tricking you and then selling you to an app to an ad exchange. Once the click has been made, the sales already been made. You're you can't they don't unclick. need you anymore. Yeah, you can't yeah. unclick.
0: The view's been loaded, the ad rank has been loaded, the, the the page view has been loaded. So and they they don't even care about their reputation because as soon as their reputation gets out there, oh that's a bullshit news site. Right. They just register a new domain, shift all their content to the new domain, now nobody recognizes it anymore.
3: Yeah, and the people that they're targeting are don't care where it's published, they care what it says. Yeah. Right. They like they're just looking. It's like the confirmation, but they're exploiting the confirmation Confirmation bias. bias. Like we desperately want. Like I desperately want like proof that Obama is not an American. So you post that (laughs) thing. Like I'm going to share it, and I don't care what the source is because I need to say it Mm -hmm. so desperately.
0: I, I generally have a rule of thumb: any website that has the word "world" in it or truth, worldtruth.tv or sure. .us, uh, any kind of health website, any real pharmacies, anything with the, with the word real in it, I don't automatically believe. Anything with the word truth in it, I don't believe. Um, anything with uh, honest or any
3: natural, I don't believe any natural websites. Uh, these are all just... just uh, just. Well, and then what you have to do is you have to immediately unfollow any friend or acquaintance that <laughs> shares one of those links, and it's a great way of sorting out the dumb people from your sort of, like, network of, of people.
0: Now, see, I, I would disagree. I'm going back and forth on that just internally because I have a lot of dumb friends. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if I do that, then there's no hope. I'm like their bridge, you know? I'm, like, reaching out and handing, but with my hand, like, come no, on, fucking Messiah drift, complex on this guy. Always <laughs> oh, coming to save the day. Yeah, dick. Through driving and through, uh, through, in, 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 uh, Enlightening, I guess.
3: So, okay, well,
0: good problem. What would uh, you what it? Why is it a it? Yeah. problem?
3: Why uh, is it a problem? You mean why other than the, like the last 10? Well, there's this great quote, and I forget who it's from, but he says something like, look, like, uh, um, America is uh, uh, a country ostensibly ruled by the people, right? And the people by public opinion. Right and right. the influ- and the media is what influences public opinion. It's a good point. So therefore, this is the lens through which our democracy then operates on. BuzzFeed killed America. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the
0: headline I put on my.
4: <laughs> on my that's a great base. BuzzFeed headline. Yeah,
0: that's a very neutral. <laughs> I you know top I,
4: I, ten ways that BuzzFeed <laughs> killed America.
2: I want to say that's H.L. Minkin. Does that make sense? Probably. Baltimore Sun, Probably. early early twentieth mm-hmm. century. I yeah. think I, th- I know. Th- I think I know that quote. Yeah,
0: well, dictionary, Sean. Thank you. Um, so g- g- great problem. W- what would you title? What would you title this uh, this overall? Because I know there's a lot that's kind of um, uh, onioned into this uh, this problem. But what, what is it like? Uh, click clickbait or clickbait's
3: one word. Oh, like there's a co- like I think outrage porn is outrage another porn. great yeah, word that's for the kind great. of things that's that try a to. piss us I love that. Let's do outrage porn. That's yeah. That, because uh, you notice too, they they even
0: do it with positive stories, like the right. ALS bucket challenge. Uh, every single website, like near a month into it, they were really um running on fumes. And right. so they they start they started using these titles. They said, "This is the last ALS bucket challenge you'll have to see." Oh my gosh. Uh so and so celebrity killed it. It will never be better than this. And then I saw like five of those.
3: Yeah. Well, I so I think I think it's a bunch of they like they know like 10 different triggers to pull to exploit us, right? But I think outrage porn is a big one. I think the other one is like um I call it like sort of sanctimony. Like it's mm-hmm. like let's just create the most like syrupy cloying, sanctimonious bullshit you could possibly imagine... Like Mike, like the, what's like, the stuff that white liberal people will get excited about? Oh my god, I'm so sick of that shit. Polygon,
0: uh, Mike.com, Mike. dot Policy Mike. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Everything on there infuriates me. Even stuff I agree with. I'm like, fuck you for exploiting this. Like, right. y- seriously, they're not creating any content. They're taking some video that somebody studiously created on YouTube, put a wrapper around it, and then and then uh, publish it on their website with some bullshit. You know, 50 uh, word article. Article right. and I, I use in quotes. And then oh. these people call themselves writers. Yeah. And then and then uh, they're 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 making they're making a, a hefty living off of this too. They're, they're I don't know gonna about that. But well,
3: I think their I bosses are making a lot of money. Okay, there you go. It's, a, it's a
0: giant pyramid scheme. You yeah. mentioned that Dick, right? You said it was like a Ponzi. No, that was Ryan. Oh, Ponzi Ryan again. Scheme. Well, good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good problem. Uh, p- outrage porn. I love that uh, because that's his, and even the Daily Show called him out for it. They said John. They always had these uh, these h- headlines on Huffington Post because they love John Stewart so much and they want to like really get on right. his bandwagon. Right? They're like John Stewart obliterates Glenn yeah. Beck or he eviscerates Sean Hannity. And then and then John Stewart's like, dude, I just called him out on a minor. Uh, misquote. Yeah.
3: I didn't quite eviscerate or obliterate anyone. I didn't decimate Fox News. They still exist. Well yeah, and that's the thing is like they have to exact like here's an artist doing something, and then they have to exaggerate it and put context on it so then they can make a few pennies off what he did. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase
0: when you go to harrys.com slash biggestproblems and use the promo code biggestproblems. Now that's biggest problems with an S.
1: And that S, by the way, is for savings.
0: <laughs> the S is for savings. Guys, Harry's is offering a special limited edition shaving set for Father's Day, and they sent us a package. This looks well, beautiful. Look we at this might thing. have
1: kids we don't know about. We yeah. could be dads.
0: Well, I got the package for it already. Uh, this looks beautiful. It is a fantastic package. It comes with a little rubber clasp, and you open this thing up, and it looks like a fine, uh, a fine whiskey. That is uh. claspy, right? It looks like it looks like a, you're opening a box of cigars. Focus nice, more on the
1: clasp. I'm sure Harry's wants a lot of clasp. <laughs>
3: Say, hand me that goddamn box. Look let at me this thing.
1: let me tell you. Let me show you how an advertising man does this. Let's do it. All right. So we have a package from Harry's. It's in a it's in a beautiful black matte finish with silver highlights that spell out Harry's. And when you open it, a gleam of silver hollow foil hits your eye as you see a beautiful black harry's razor with a five-bladed razor top made in a factory in germany they bought the factory that they loved so much they purchased and uh, we've also got some harry's shave cream Uh, it's comfortable protects smells of eucalyptus there's a little like holster for your razor Mm -hmm. as if it were like a gun or something which is pretty cool a razor holster a razor holster And then uh, two extra blades, so it comes with three blades total. Which you'll
2: need in, like, 2017 and 2018 because they last so long. They do last a long time.
1: I'm still I'm not kidding. Uh, I was given a hairy shave kit uh, a couple, uh, months ago when I was on the podcast, and I'm still on the first razor because it's, like, it's still working. They're really good razors, really well.
0: But if you get the new razors too, they're extra sharp. They'll give you a smooth, clean, crisp shave every time. And by by the way, that holster is is like this uh, brushed aluminum. Yeah. And it looks like it looks like it could be even a paperweight. It's so it's so it's it's, it's uh, both.
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's you significant. You could cause a concussion with that if you threw it at someone's temple. Now that's the sign of a quality product. It's perfectly
0: engineered, guys. <laughs> the yeah. the best the best gift I think for this Father's Day. If you have someone in your life, uh, even even not a father, I think this is just a great gift in general. It's
2: it like looks dudes shaving for most people is a necessity, so why not make it as classy as possible? Yeah.
0: That's exactly well, right. this uh, Harry's delivers in spades. Guys, go to harrys.com slash problems and use the promo code problems for $5 off your first purchase. Thank you, Harry's, for supporting our episodes. We really appreciate those guys at Harry's. They love us, and we love them. And uh, thank you to everyone who tweeted your packages to Harry's. They like seeing oh, those as well.
1: Yeah. So. And dads will thank you for buying a quality product for them. And saving yourself a little money while you're at it. Why the hell not? Dad doesn't have to know.
0: There you go. We'll keep your secret. Now on with the show. I got an addiction for you. Being an idiot. Specifically, being a well-intentioned idiot. That's my problem this week, Dick. Oh. Well-intentioned idiots. Oh, yeah, thank you. Like your article. Yeah, so I wrote this article. Got spread around quite a bit. I hate to use the word viral, but it uh, it resonated with a lot of people. Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. I was surprised. About the article? That it resonated with so many people. Oh, I— Because I I, don't know
4: that I— Like, I didn't—it didn't upset me at all, and it upset you a lot, and it looks like it upset a lot of other people, too, but, I mean, that's your thing. Like, you know what—you know what people think.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's fill in the people who don't know. The article was titled, The Dancing Man and the Cult of Well-Intentioned Idiots. Uh, Dick, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, there was this picture that showed up on 4chan of this fat guy. And there was a caption on the on the picture. It said, "Spotted the specimen trying to dance the other week. <laughs> he stopped when he saw us laughing." Okay, no. that's a very mean spirited comment. It shows it shows this fat guy who was in motion in one shot, and then the the second shot shows him looking down and a little bit sad. Yeah, a little bit. the The only problem is uh, this was posted in the slash b forum on 4chan, and let me read you the heading for slash b. It says, the stories and information posted here are artistic works of fiction and falsehood. Only a fool would take anything posted here as fact.
4: Yeah. That's just a, th- I think that's more of a general disclaimer, though, to, to get them away from, like, all the illegal stuff everybody always talks well, about doing. Possibly, possibly. I, like, I, bl- I believe what you're saying. Yeah. That, that's, that it didn't happen the way the kids said it did. Because it well, seems like they're bragging about making a fat guy feel bad. And yeah. then I already think that's bullshit.
0: Yeah. Like, I w- think they didn't do it. Well, there's just simply no evidence for any of this. Look, if you ask somebody, so they, so this group of women uh, call, uh, this. I'm group- sorry, can I
4: interrupt you for one yep. second?
0: Sean, do you understand what he's talking about?
4: Because you were...
0: I don't know if you saw this
4: Dancing Fat Guy thing, but d- does, it, does it make sense the way Maddox is describing it? Yeah, I saw a little bit about it. Okay. I'm just making sure, because I'm very familiar with this, and I want to make sure it's... Uh, someone who isn't
0: crystal clear, right? I'm yeah. in. Mean, all right. We're all on the same page. Um this group of women in Los Angeles, there's this group called GNI and it's all girls only. Mm. Just a bunch of girls in this group. It's Sexist. it's a hidden it is. I be, I believe because I don't know of any groups that are just uh that I that I'm part of that are just guys. I don't I don't join any groups like oh hey guys it, it, oh men only here. Who yeah. gives a shit? So this group is women's only and They decided to throw a little something for this guy. They decided to, first of all, put out a virtual manhunt to find this guy. Yeah. And then they wanted to throw him a party with just 1,700 women dancing for him. That sounds pretty cool. That's
4: why I didn't get why you were pissed off about it. Like, that sounds like a dream. Like, this guy fell into uh, an oil well. He fell into a pot of gold. What if he's gay, Dick?
0: Gay guys like dancing with broads. Do they? Do they? Yeah. Why? Why specifically? Because they're making an assumption about this guy's sex. Why no, specifically? Because chicks are fun. Are man. they? Yeah, you know what? These chicks, they uh. sound.
4: Yeah, probably. Yeah. 1,700 chicks. They, mo- they probably got a lot of fun ones in there. They well, like dancing. Uh-huh. More, yeah. More,
0: more projection, more projecti- Dick's projecting. Dick's projecting what he likes on other people. That's what this Maddox, is. Maddox, it's yeah.
4: a bunch of chicks that like dancing. They're party girls. They
0: they pride themselves on their ability to have fun. Dick, it's condescending. Why don't you let this man have his dignity? And have, He's not a fucking baby. He's not a child. If you, if someone actually, look, if this happened exactly as this troll says on 4 and they actually made this guy stop dancing by laughing at him? Yeah. First of all, he's an adult and he can handle it him his fucking self. And second, you're trusting this person, this anonymous person, this commenter on 4chan who has said this mean thing about this person. So at best... This person is ambiguous, ethically ambiguous. And at worst, he's malevolent. So you're choosing to trust the words of a malevolent person who's making this claim about this picture, this uh, non-contextualized picture. If you look at that picture again, it looks like he could just be looking down to reach it, reach for his cell phone. In fact, given the stats that you just cited, Dick, it's more likely that he was reaching for his cell phone than he was dancing oh, in I, this room full of people. I agree, I agree. However, as as the guy doesn't matter. The guy's irrelevant. As yeah. soon as it gets
4: posted to the internet, the context becomes the story. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, the guy, as soon as those kids said, we did this, we made this fat guy feel bad for dancing, yeah. it doesn't matter what actually happened, now now the context is the story. It's an ideology. So the response is, to me, has nothing to do with the guy, and it's just a bunch of girls who want to make people
0: feel good about dancing. They want to make themselves feel good. This is narcissism. Uh, yeah, they want attention. Look, Dick. They said in this, th- so they they created this flyer that they started tweeting around, and all these, all, all the, the, you know, the hive. The hive got a hold of it, and they started retweeting it. Find the fat man. Yeah, find the fat man is the. Uh, it's I believe the hashtag. <laughs> it was the uh, find fatty hashtag find fatty, and it says was it. No, no. What is it like find the who dancing, was fine, man? dancing man? Oh
4: please! Yeah, because yeah. that's
0: the dimension. That's the <laughs> one uh, uh, vertice that they're
4: okay to yeah. uh, glom on. The cops to, right? show up. Hey, can you describe the guy? Oh, he was dancing.
0: Yeah, you know the dancing guy. Yeah. What? Anything else? Uh, he had um, a striped shirt on. Yeah. Anything physical? Anything going on there? He was wearing glasses. Glasses. Um, white guy. Is yeah, that, it's okay to say white. Yeah, was white. Uh, yeah. Anything oh, else? Uh, he was six hundred pounds. Oh, he was morbidly obese. <laughs> Why didn't you start with that fuck (laughs) face? No, fine dancing
4: man. My friend actually once said to me uh, legitimately, uh, yeah, I I don't think it's appropriate for there to be race in like uh, APB when the police are looking for a suspect. Like, give me one legitimate reason why they would have race in that. I'm like, are you fucking
0: kidding me? It's like the most identifiable thing about you if you're being sought after. It's the most identifiable dimension of your description, yeah. dickhead. Of course it's relevant. Like, anyway. If someone's wearing glasses, I'm going to be like, yeah, the guy over there with the glasses. I'm trying to be efficient with my language and just point out the person. If someone's over there black, I'm going to yeah, the black guy. Uh, if if he's standing with, amongst a bunch of black people, then I'm going to use something else that's descriptive. I aren't, I, aren't I? Yeah. So the, they were looking for this guy, and they put this uh, big flyer out. It says, can't bring me down. Can't is missing an apostrophe. <laughs> then they said, uh, dancing man. <laughs> Sean's face. Yeah. As a Dancing Man, we don't know much about you. Uh, Correction, idiots, you don't know anything, anything about him. You don't know that he was dancing, even. You don't know that he was shamed, even. You don't know that he was sad, even. You don't know that he's uh, not part of a witness protection program and he doesn't want to be found, even. You don't know that he's taking some time off from work and he doesn't want his boss to see this picture of him because he's not supposed to be there. You don't know anything about this guy. Nothing. That's a stretch, though. The witness protection one. Dick, you don't know anything. If you don't know anything about someone and you're just publicizing this picture to millions of people on based on an assumption, based on the context of a troll who said something mean about him.
4: Yeah, but are you really concerned about him getting outed doing something he's not? Like, I feel like a lot of, of your righteous indignation comes from that these girls are self-serving narcissists and they're yeah. parading around like they're doing a good thing. Like, they're anti-bullies, but they're really just making themselves feel good. It's not really about the witness protection stuff.
0: Di- no, Dick, it's not about that. What this is about is that these girls, they don't even realize it. Their goodwill and their good cheer, their their well-intentions. Yeah. By doing this, by spreading his image to millions of people, they have, in effect, bullied this man into coming out into the public. They put so much pressure on him. Millions of people are looking for somebody. What are you going to do? Just sit in your closet and hope that nobody... There were people Eating who, ho-hos? There were people... There <laughs> Good one, Dick. There were people... Who were looking for this guy, and some dude, I think his name is uh, M- uh, Marcus or something, uh, Tucker, Tucker Marcus, something like that. This dude Whoa. posted a picture of this guy. He said, I think I found him. So, of course, the dancing man has been outed. And now, whether he likes it or not, he feels pressured to come out because millions of bullies are looking for him. They have bullied this man who may have not even been bullied to begin with. All right. Bullied into going to a rave held in his honor? What? is that so bad? It's a literal pity party, Dick. Leave this man his dignity. Maybe he was shamed, maybe he wasn't. What if it turns out he wasn't shamed at all, and now because he's fat, everyone feels pity for him, and these same fucking women wouldn't give him the time of day in real life. They would never come up to this guy. The, I had so many fat Oh, that's
4: people. absolutely
0: true. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking true. And that's why it's so condescending, Dick, because there's a line in here. It says, we are prepared to throw you quite the dance party just for you, if you'd have us. To be clear, it's 1700 Twenty-seven of us, and we are all women. Now, the the presumption here is that the dancing man cares that he is going to get attention from women. They're assuming that he doesn't already. Women are more fun. Dude, Dude, that's a real thing. I know there's research on that. Listen to the argument I just said. Okay. The presumption is that this man doesn't get attention from women already. Wait a minute. Why is that? Why is that the presumption? They're just Dick, saying they're throwing a big party and it's going to be full of chicks. He's they're, they're specifically saying, to be clear, it's 1,727 of us, period. And we are all women, period. Yeah. As if that's a selling point. As if you don't somebody, think that is? Dick, it's only a selling, to, selling point to somebody who doesn't already— What if he's already getting the attention of 1,700 women? Uh, hey, double down. That <laughs> sounds like a good deal. Dick, it's you, condescending. You're assu- you're making an assumption about this guy that he doesn't get attention from women, oh. and and B, A that he doesn't, and B that he wants it or needs it. I think that's a safe assumption
4: to make that throwing someone a party is nice, especially if it's full of women.
0: Dick, I don't think so. Di- wh- look, whether or not it's true, I is mean, irrelevant. odds are it's true. Odds are it's true. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And you know what, guys? You know what, guys? This guy may actually want this attention. He may want it, and he may. Be okay with this. But you don't know that, and he might not want to, but now we can never know for sure because he's been pressured and bullied into coming out into the public. He And in fact, Dick, I have a quote from, from the Dancing Man. Once they found him, he, all these people, all the media outlets were trying to get attention, yeah, an sure. interview with him, right? Got to sell ads. He tweeted to ABC, ABC's Gisela, uh, one of the anchors on there. He says, I'm trying to keep a low profile. Turned down a couple interviews yesterday as well. Promise we'll provide interview when they're blank because it's fucking twitter and it got cut off but <laughs> but uh he specifically said he's trying to keep a low profile why yeah, do you think that is dick because he probably doesn't like the spotlight doesn't I like. mean the spotlight. that's not that's not weird but now he has the pressure of millions of people breathing down his neck to behave in a certain way to to fit in this narrative that he's been bullied which we don't even fucking know whatever happened to fact checking whatever happened to journalism well, this is just a bunch of chicks, though. They're not journalists. No, but you know who who is a journalist, Dick? ABC7. Here's what they said. Brian,
1: Lee. heard the expression, dance like no one's watching. Yeah. Well, that cyberbully nearly dashed one Uh-oh. UK man's dancing no. dream.
0: Yeah. So they say, without doing any fact-checking, without one iota of evidence. And here's what they follow up with.
4: But thanks to some viral vindication, that body-shaming victim is soon to be center victim. stage at
2: a star-studded dance party here in L.A. with more ladies than he can count...
4: Well, if he wasn't a victim, then he was when they put it all over the news. Exactly. Like, even if the story was fake, he turns on the
0: TV and goes, oh, everyone's making fun of me because I'm fat, yeah. or everyone thinks that? That and, sucks. And now, whether or not this narrative is true, it's become true. It's what people believe. They yeah. believe he's a victim. And yeah. without—they have they have taken away his agency to choose whether or not he was victimized. They have already labeled him. They've branded this man a victim. They have ta- They made this man look weak. Don't you see how condescending that is? I guess.
4: I just, I guess I don't really read all this stuff into that. It just seems like, it seems like an ideological battle with a bunch of party girls and fame-whoring celebrities throwing a, being opportunists. Throwing a guy a big party because they want their agenda of party all the time to get through. Like, they want, I think there is a, I think they're well-intentioned, as you say. Yes. Um... I do believe that the road to, what is what is the, the saying? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's what they say. I do believe that. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't, my idea of hell is not 1,700 dancing girls.
0: Dick, stop thinking with your dick for one second. Don't I'm you not feel- thinking about banging them. Okay. I like to party. Great, Dick, that's you. But d- just for a minute, put yourself in the shoes of this guy where everybody in the world is calling you a victim uh-huh. when you aren't one. Think about how that would make you feel if everybody thought you were a victim. Wouldn't that make you feel weak? Wouldn't that make you feel insulted at the very least? I don't know. What about you, Sean? Would you feel insulted if, if everyone called you a victim and they started passing this picture around and millions of people saw it and they said, hey, yeah. uh, Dancing Sean, why don't you come out of the closet and if, dance with us? <laughs> if it
2: was I'm like, completely on board with Maddox on this one. What? Yeah. And it does matter also that he's fat, I think, because fat people get constantly teased their whole lives for one thing, being fat. It's not like most people who are, uh, you know, you go up to school, oh, you're a nerd, oh, you're ugly, oh, you're, you get teased for different things. So right. fat people are probably really sensitive to it because it's like, I got bullied again for what? For being fat, right? Being fat, being fat, being fat. It's just this recurring thing. So they probably don't want to draw attention to it. Yeah, this is well. And this intended. is the opposite. What's that? But this is the opposite that they're drawing attention to. Yeah, to his fatness. fatness. Yeah, because he's fat. We're he look, gonna. Yeah, we're gonna throw you, like you said, a literal pity
4: party. You know, I think now I'm now I'm thinking. If Sean agrees, I got to rethink my whole thing because this <laughs> yeah. is if i'm those bullies right if i put if i bully this guy into not dancing like if yeah. i made fun of him whatever bullying yeah and then posted it to the internet this is the best case scenario i this is a successful bullying beyond my wildest dreams sure you know like i don't feel anti that like a sort of anti-bullying was sunk in my heart by this yeah i'm like this is great this is better. Now, I've not only manipulated this one guy into not dancing. I've manipulated thousands of people into doing what I, something, doing what I want.
0: Yeah, you gave this bully the most attention. You gave him the biggest platform. Yeah. And, and by the way, here's, here's something that many people who are skinny don't know. Because I used to be fat. Right. And fat people don't like to be photographed. I don't know if you know this, but most fat people, if they if they feel insecure about oh, their yeah. bodies, which many do, yeah. they're not very proud of their bodies, and they don't want their bodies to be photographed. Whether you're comfortable in your skin or not, they don't want to be photographed. I didn't. I was confident as, as a fat person. I'm more confident today. However, I still, I, I look at my old photos, and I didn't have as many photos as I have today because I, I, at some point, you don't want to be photographed. So now they're taking this picture of this guy and posting around everywhere, and he po- he felt pressured to post this picture of himself. He did seem uncomfortable when he- Responded on Twitter, yeah, of course. Like he did seem like he didn't of want course. to do it, and now millions of people are scrutinizing his body and saying it's okay and we're not body shaming. You are, you are body shaming. You're making this guy feel self conscious just by putting his picture up in front of millions of people. Don't use him as your poster boy unless he chooses to be, unless he wants to be. You guys played his hand for him, you pressured him into doing this, and, and at that's the end true. of this, yeah, and at the end of this flyer, it says, May we have this dance, you know, these women, yeah, and they said, Sincerely. They spelled <laughs> they spelled sincerely wrong. Oh man, that's how you know they love to party. Yeah, all typos. You know these women. These women, uh, a lot of them are very attractive. I've seen some of them. I got in an argument with one on, on Twitter who didn't even understand the. the I read uh, I read part of that. argument. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this chick. I forget she, her handle. She had the kind of like typing
4: persona that made you want to strangle her, wow. like <laughs> with her like winky smiley, like her condescending winky smiley faces, like a thirteen year old girl. You know? Yeah, did you get I, that vibe from her? Well, I didn't want Not to those strangle words. her. But yeah, she's... Uh, oh, that's an, uh, that's an urge. <laughs> okay. Like when you read a text from a girl who's yeah. like, who's trying to be, uh, who's trying to
0: rev you up, you know, who's oh, just being a little bitch. She was, she, 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 she sent me a tweet and she said, hey, Maddox, um that uh 37 oh by the way uh, I haven't mentioned this yet but they raised over 37,000 as of this podcast recording they've raised $39,000 to throw this guy a dance party and she said hey nice. Maddox you should do more research because that's uh that's actually for charity and so I did more <laughs> oh, research charity yeah I did more research and there's a th- so what happened is the first, initially when they put out this campaign to raise funds for Dancing Man, and that's uh-huh. what it's called. Let's not have any pretensions here uh, uh, about it being anything other than a fund for this giant fucking dance party, because that's what the fund was called. It says, yeah. Dance Party for Dancing Man. Yeah. That's what it's called. Sure. That's what people are donating for. Yeah. $39,000. And she said, it's it's for charity. And then Maybe I looked, the and it party. said, there's a little asterisk. One sentence in the entire fund of like five pages, They said or five updates, they said, any proceeds not used for the dance party will be donated to charity. So whatever's left, guys, whatever's you know, left after we I, fly this guy out and 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 buy all the booze and and you know pay for the lights and all this shit, tra- yeah. it's supposedly all donated, but you know it's not. You I know hope it's gonna- not. I hate that they do that. Like, why? Just take it. Just buy more stuff with it. Why does? Yeah. Why does
4: everything have to go to charity? <laughs> well
0: it doesn't. Like Dick. seriously,
4: what, just oh just keep it. Like why do you have to say it? Why do you have to feel bad? That your little campaign worked, why is there a guilt associated with it? Be, you know I'll what? tell you why p- p- get a Ferris wheel just spend it spend be like Brewster's millions buy get uh, <laughs> get Tommy Lasorda to show up. bring him back to life. I know he's dead. <laughs> is, is he pick- dead? No, no
2: he's no. alive. yeah, pay his ass
4: to show up. He's a fat guy he'll dance I yeah. love right. how
2: he, he picked a Ferris wheel <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> It's got to be expensive. I'm trying to spend money uh, I'll, I'll tell you why Dick because the the chorus of criticism. Right, it it started to become uh, louder and louder. Led with me of people criticizing these women. They're saying, "Hey, guys, enough's yeah. enough. You've raised forty thousand dollars for a dance to for a guy who you don't know. He might be a child molester. He might be a criminal. He might be something. You don't know anything about this man." But it's the ideology. They don't want pe- this. It's it does nothing to do with him. Well, it, it has nothing to do with him. But they have right. raised these funds for this stranger who they know nothing about. He may be a convicted felon. You know nothing about this guy. You've raised forty thousand gu- dollars to give this guy the day of his life, supposedly. Which, by the way, the day immediately the day after, he's going to go to his dead end job and it, it just fucking rot in a cubicle. But this guy. Um and, and again I'm making an assumption there. We don't know anything about this guy. So this guy they raised $40,000 and people are criticizing the like, guys enough is enough. There are people who actually need these this money, who actually need these funds. There's a child like the same day the story dropped, there's a child whose parents got killed by Boko Haram in Nigeria. He's What's growing up Boko Haram is a terrorist organization. They oh. kidnapped a bunch of girls a while back because they didn't want them. They wanted them to go to madrasas instead of getting a traditional education. So they, they killed this child's mother. They weren't using them to throw a dance party for a fact? No. I- no, they weren't. They were, they were uh, terrorizing them and potentially, oh. potentially sexually assaulting them. I see. Okay. So there's a child in, in, uh, in Nigeria who's growing up without a mother who could probably use, I don't know, maybe a quarter of the funds you've raised for a fucking dance party to make his his life instrumentally better, significantly better. And instead, these women are f- are focused on their narcissism. In fact, there's a quote from this girl. Yeah, but wait a minute. I got to stop you there. Because the whole, like, the
4: money should go to the biggest suffering people, I don't agree with. It's just people wow. are given this money because they support the cause. Whatever it is. So they want to you know they they like the spectacle that they're seeing they believe people should feel good about dancing no matter what i agree with that like it's a good ad for yeah. that D- I don't d- know, but you're making a lot. You're making more sense than uh, than I thought initially. Yeah.
0: Do you do you think that also these people would would think that you should grow up with both parents and that one shouldn't get uh, shot in the head? I do don't think, that think that's you one always
4: have to think about the suffering of the world. You don't. I, I really I, I don't agree.
0: I agree, and I think that it's dangerous to to uh, go down this moral uh, slippery slope where you say, well, you could do you could do more. Everyone could always do more. Yeah, Look, I'm I not everyone. raising thirty forty thousand dollars for this child in in Nigeria. I'm everyone not doing could any. also
4: do worse. I could be doing a lot worse. You, yeah. ever, you ever thought about that?
0: <laughs> well, huh? well I'm gonna start i start doing it right now i don't know if you can dick <laughs> um yeah so the, so the uh, you know you could do worse you could do better look if they raise say i don't know four or five thousand dollars to help pay for the flight for this guy and then put him up in a hotel whatever fine but then now they're saying that that any of the proceeds left over from this dance they i don't think 40 grand is an outrageous dance party budget though I think it is. You do absolutely. Oh yikes! I don't know, man. And they How have much? to buy two seats on the plane too. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, this, good guy's, point, Sean. this guy's fat. They going to buy two seats <laughs> on the plane. Oh, did we just fat shame? Oh, oh, oh. hey, are they going to throw Sean a party about deleting emails? Yeah, or deleting podcasts? Sorry, oh, that's shit. some that's some trauma that you can't ever get over. So anyway, Dick, they're they're well intentioned, but they may be doing more harm than good because they have bullied this man into coming out when he doesn't necessarily want to. Um, along this line, though, Rolling Stone magazine did a story a while back about this girl who was who she came out and she made a claim against one of the fraternities at the University of Virginia. She said that she was gang raped and Jesus. she yeah it was a really big Rolling Stone story it got spread everywhere mm-hmm. it uh, it put a spotlight on college campuses and sexual assault that happens on college campuses which I think is a problem and this girl gave this really horrific very graphic account of being raped. And uh, being gang raped. And so Rolling Stone, they asked her if they could interview the people that she's accusing because they want to get to the bottom of this, right? And she asked Rolling Stone not to. She said, don't Uh-oh. talk to them uh-huh. because I'm afraid of repercussions. I'm, I'm afraid mm-hmm. of, of them coming after me, et cetera, et cetera, Kay. as if telling your account of being graphically raped on a very specific night she gave this specific night and she gave the college fraternity however she, she asked her, she asked Rolling Stone not to talk to them for fear of of uh, of backlash guys uh, okay no, no but if you if you make this accusation about the specific account People who did the crime are going to know you're talking about them. So whether or not Rolling Stone talks to them is irrelevant. So Rolling Stone, yeah, but she didn't want to name the names. She didn't right? want to. That's didn't, a that's a no, big no, no. difference. But she did name the names. Oh, she, she told. Did. Yeah, she did. She named the names. They were they used she, aliases in the article. Okay, but she didn't want them to talk to those guys. But she was okay with giving the names. Correct. But she
4: knew that they wouldn't use the names in the article. Yes. Okay. Well, still, that's that's still not naming names.
0: Well, I mean, if she said, here's the names, use them in the article and then said, don't don't them. That's weird. But no, they, they, they made the choice. They made the editor. Rolling Stone made the editorial decision not to publish the names of the accused because it's mm. an alleged crime, right? Yeah, you, there's sure. no, it's not a crime until it's convicted. Right. Uh, Whoa. You're getting real philosophical. It's Well, that's oh, why it's, they an alleged say alleged. It's, it's an alleged, alleged crime, crime, right? Right, until, until there's a conviction because you can make any accusation about anybody. You can't just go around calling everyone a rapist and then just have it stick because you say don't talk to them. So, so, okay. so anyway, they, they said, okay, you know what? We're going to respect your wish, and yeah. we're not going to talk to these, these accused. So they published this article completely without – fact checking anything that she said oh god well you know what's coming shortly after washington post did some snooping and they found a lot of discrepancies in this girl's story yeah like for example um yeah you know in order to be uh to be sensitive to uh to this lady they found that the little details like the fact that the alleged rapist was in another state the night of the alleged rape it's a pretty big plot hole pretty big plot hole and he didn't belong to the fraternity that she claimed. Oh, that's a classic mistake. Didn't go to her university. Yeah. Hasn't been to her university in six years. And he was a woman. <laughs> no, but close. <laughs> and nobody- it was a dog. Nope. Nobody with his name in the United States even exists. Well, all right. They couldn't even find- she. she so- they they couldn't fact check even her own friend who herself was a rape victim one of her friends uh, they kind of bonded because they both had this shared experience yeah. even she came out afterwards and she said look guys i don't even know what to believe anymore because yeah. she changed the number of vi- uh, uh, rapists from 5 to 7 and she ba- basically the bottom line is this we don't know what happened right so there's a lot of questions that raised but because this this journalist had good intentions we had this sure. giant atrocity and what happened is rolling stone had to retract the story And what this has caused is people to potentially doubt other people who come forward in the future because of her story. She has done more harm than good, and it's because of this journalist's good intentions. She didn't want to further cause any trauma for this rape victim, this alleged rape victim, right? So she honored her request to not not interview the accused, and the accused said – Basically everything that was contrary to her story, they, they didn't even have a party the week uh, of the alleged uh, incident. Right, so where, where it she was. Looks like it's entirely fabricated. M- uh, much of it may have been fabricated. I mean, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. We and don't he know.
4: He was well intentioned and full of his righteous glory and uh, right. He ran, just ran with the story.
0: It was a she, yeah, and she and, ran with the story. And by the way, I looked at this uh, this journalist's other work. Of course, it was a she. What am I saying? <laughs> I looked at this journalist's other work, and she's actually done some really good uh, journalism in the past. She's done yeah. some she's done some really good stories. Uh, she just hit a trigger with this one. Yeah. She, she really screwed up with this one. Um, and then what, I'll just end on this one, too. Um, you know who Jessica Williams is, Dick? No. Or Sean? Jessica Williams is a correspondent on The Daily Show. And you yeah. know how Jon Stewart has recently come out to say that he's stepping down from The Daily Show? Yeah. This is the final season. They're, he's not going to be the host anymore. Yeah. So there's this chorus of people on the internet saying, hey— Comedy Central, why don't you replace Jon Stewart with... With a woman. A woman, yeah. or a minority, or preferably both, right? He's Jewish, though, isn't that... Is that not a minority? Oh, not anymore, I guess. Oh. Yeah. So a, a non-white minority. A non-white minority. Okay. A non-white male minority. They want more women. They want more minorities, right? Because okay. that's where true diversity comes from. Not the, uh, you know, like Martin Luther King said that we should judge person person uh, not based on the color of his skin but the content of his character. Now we're going back to judging based on the skin. color of their skin, aren't yeah. we, dickheads? By putting a minority <laughs> in there because their skin's not brown enough. They're not a minority, you fucking idiots. You know
4: what? I, I agree. It should be a minority, but not, I don't even think it should be an American minority. It should be, like, the most minority person on the planet. Like, somebody from a tribe in, like, the South Pacific. Like, this yeah. a guy, one of those guys that walks around with, like, the penis poles on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, never spoken never, a word in English. Seen,
0: never seen a human. Doesn't know what, like, yeah. he's he's throwing his spears at helicopters. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. No, no, those guys, no, no, still I know, have those know, tribes, yeah. So get one That's of those guys. That's a get minority. That's a minority. Get one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> the most minority host. <laughs> we don't even, we don't even know what he's Fucking saying every night. <laughs> right they should, me through the roof. <laughs> they should just tweet everybody. Blow me.
4: You got your minority now. Here you go, idiots.
0: You fucking morons. It's a
4: very specific minority that they yeah. want, though. Yeah, it's like, a just very specific. It. It's
0: not minority because you got it, you have a minority. You have a Jewish. minority. Yeah, he's Jewish. Right. They want a non male minority and who, are, who is a the
4: majority they want women are there's more women than there's men. more women yeah, yeah there's more women than men so, so they, what want they want the want a majority. majority
0: they want the most, <laughs> most majority but they want her to also look a little brown that's what they want they're oh. like you know what put her in the oven a little bit longer <laughs> bake her a little bit longer let's let's bring her out a little bit you know uh golden toasty brown that's the shade that we want because that's that will change her opinions and worldview won't it you fucking you insensitive prejudice cocksuckers you guys want a minority in so far as their skin color is different don't you fucking realize that's the exact same mentality that the kkk has because based on the color (laughs) of your skin you're prejudicing against people you fucking dipshits Jesus. A minority
4: reading words written by a bunch of white guys. Yeah, well, right? or, or- Like, or, what, is
0: it, what does it matter? Yeah, what does it fucking matter? The writers are a big group of people anyway. You don't fucking know. No.
4: Jesus. Anyway. But were they not satisfied? Do they just want another Oprah?
0: I I guess. Man. I mean, they oh. had she's she's a minority. <sighs> sure, they had her for a long time. Based on her skin color, technically she's a minority. Yet Oprah has a very str- uh, mainstream point of view, doesn't she? Because she resonates with millions and millions of people. With everyone's mom. Yeah, well, a lot I of guess. Those, yeah. So uh, people were saying this girl Jessica Williams, she's a black correspondent on the Daily Show. She's really oh. funny.
1: <laughs> they want her to host the Daily Show. They want show?
0: her to host the Daily <laughs>
4: Show. <laughs> this is what the execs at Comedy Central are doing to
0: that. You What's know what that? I'm saying? What's that? Laughing? Uh, yeah. Why?
4: Oh, uh, you're gonna take. They're gonna take an institution like The Daily Show, host like hosted by white guys, and they're gonna like a massively successful, and they're gonna switch it that much. Like, be reasonable.
0: Uh, Is there uh, any chance of that okay, happening? Jake, you're, you're, I know you're trying to help, but you're you're actually like I hurting just, my argument. B- just be reasonable. Are yeah. they gonna do
4: that? Are they gonna take that? they If someone makes that decision, they're asking to get fired.
0: Like, well, that is maybe. such a radical change. It's not. It's not. I disagree because it just – it really depends on the person and their point of view. Not th- There's nothing necessarily radical about this. If she's qualified for the job, then she should get the job. That's it. End of story. However oh, –
4: Yeah, okay. So, so,
0: so here's what she said. She came out and she said, look, I'm not hosting guys – Thank you for asking, but I am extremely underqualified for the job. Smart. That, yeah. The smart thank you mode. for asking. I added for asking, but she said, thank you, but I am extremely underqualified for the job. Yeah. Um, look, smart or not, we don't know. We don't know what she's thinking. We don't know her internal uh, uh, thoughts. We don't know her career path. We don't know the decisions, the, the, uh, the factors that went into her decision making on that decision, right? We don't know that. Sure. However, right or wrong, she has decided that she doesn't want the job. Because she feels underqualified. And there may be other factors, too. She may want to go into movies, which sounds like uh, is what she wants. So that should be the end of the discussion, right? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, nope. Uh, You would think. But there's this woman named Esther Bloom. Good. Yeah. And she wrote an article accusing Jessica Williams of imposter syndrome. Do you know what this is, Dick? No. Imposter syndrome is uh, supposedly a psychological disorder that causes people to feel undeserving of their success. They feel like what? they don't deserve it. They feel like they are, um, they've, they're accomplished, but they don't deserve their their uh, their their accolades, their their achievements. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, she, and and this is a a lot of feminists. They say that uh, this that women are predominantly affected by this imposter syndrome.
4: I mean that. Okay. Then you start with the. All
0: right. Yeah. And she said that uh, you know this this woman Esther Bloom. She said she interpreted Williams's statement as a win for old white people. As if, like, you know, old white people are sitting there, like, rubbing their hands together and saying, like, yes, we got another one. Why does everyone's opinion have to be part of this ideological war? Like, yeah. she owes you nothing. Yeah, she,
4: she owes, owes you, you nothing. You, no, she owes you and your crusade and her own race absolutely nothing. Right. She's making all of her decisions based on how much money she can get out of the rest of her life. Because that's all that fucking matters. Wow. And in her, career, in her career, in her career, her career, whatever maybe, it yeah. is, she wants, to, whatever she is, she's making it, she's making it based on money and artistic uh, desires, well, right?
0: Or, or her, maybe, maybe she wants to start a family, Dick. Maybe she wants to, or maybe she just wants to go into something else, or maybe she doesn't want the pressure of having to have a nightly show, because Jon Stewart spent a lot of time away from his wife and his kids, and, and that's one of the uh, reasons he's deciding to step down is so he can spend a little bit more time with his wife I and kids. I fucking
4: hate, I, you know, I, I wanted to talk, the anti-bullying charity got mentioned, And I wanted to touch on this because that's just bullying. It is bullying. Calling someone out for not, like, um... Putting their dues in When it comes to like um, Representing their sex Or their race Is bullying It's adult bullying yeah. Like you can't kick kids On the playground anymore All you can do is Make <laughs> them feel bad Anymore You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No no I'm saying Like like you're an adult You can't walk You can't pull another adult's Pants down
0: It doesn't have the same
4: effect oh, But yeah. you can
0: get on Twitter Yeah And say that they're not Doing enough for their race And gender Fuck you Fuck you I agree That is exactly like, What the problem is And so Jessica Williams Dick uh, actually came out and said something to that effect uh so this this bloom chick she said well what we need to do is put together a big group of uh support we need to put together a big support group and have a lean-in intervention to help jessica williams realize realize that she's qualified for this job and blah 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 and fine like she called she called it out jessica williams said you know what no offense but lean the fuck away from me for the next couple of days yeah whoa she said i need a minute Lean the fuck away from me. That's a direct quote wow. from Jessica Williams. She said, "Lean the fuck away from me" because by she they have created a no-win situation for Jessica Williams. Because on one hand, if she does try for the job, right? Then yeah. instead of n- not appeasing old white people, now she's not, now she's appeasing young white people like Esther Bloom and Wyatt Cenac, her colleague on The Daily Show, pointed that out. He said, oh, so you want her to appease young white people? Is that okay with you? Because either way, it's a no-win situation. She, one way or the other, they have created a condition where she, no matter what she does, she's appeasing somebody and pissing off somebody, and none of her decisions are her own free will. None of well, her decisions are her own thing. free agency. You don't
4: think that for a second that she knows more about what she's doing with her career yeah. than you do? It's like, condescending.
0: Fucking broad on, uh, t- on uh, Twitter. Right. Jessica Williams is an autonomous adult human yeah. being. She can make decisions for herself. And by making these decisions for her, much like the women have done from this GNI group for the fat, uh, the dancing guy, yeah. they have condescended and removed dignity from these people. They can make decisions on their own. They don't need to be handheld. They don't, they're don't. they not fucking babies. Yeah, this fat guy looked sad in that second picture, but he also looks like he's reaching for his cell phone. You don't know anything about these people.
4: Yeah, and they don't owe you anything.
0: They, they don't, don't owe, owe you, you anything.
4: anything. They don't owe the race anything. They don't owe women
0: anything. They Just, don't, she doesn't owe young, aspiring women a goddamn thing. That's right. That's right, Dick. Fucking right on the nose. In fact, Jessica Williams tweeted right after that. She said, you guys, I don't belong to you. She said that. To, are you serious? Her, yeah, she said that. I wow. don't belong I want to start stalking to this girl. Oh, she's fantastic. She's actually really smart, articulate, she's funny. You know what? Maybe maybe she could have had the job, maybe not, we don't know, but she chose, she made a decision based on what's best for her. For her and career. It, and for us to yeah. question that decision is really fucking condescending. You call your, yourself a feminist, you think you're, you're for women's rights, how about when women who are strong and able of the mind make a decision for themselves, you respect that fucking decision and shut the fuck up and move on with your life don't try to project your your uh stupid lean-in groups on them and saying that they're hurt and they're victims when by calling someone a victim you're being an asshole and a bully yep i think this is I my agree. favorite problem on the show me
2: too thank you sean let
0: me let me sweeten the deal for you all right guys and that concludes the biggest problem in the universe podcast Yep. We have all the problems ranked from AIDS to ZITS. <laughs> ah, God <laughs> to it. So gross. Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate the support. And without further ado, this is the full intro song for the first time on this podcast by Brett Mann. I also used clips of this with his permission for the Solutions episode. Enjoy.